legacy of that shield is complicated. something to get behind. They need the symbol. So what's our plan? This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And this is The Anatomy of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 3, Spoiler Review. Yes, it is. (laughs) This episode was titled Power Broker, so that is exciting. We're going to learn a little bit more about what we spoke about the last couple of episodes. Um, If you're just jumping in, we do have spoiler reviews of every episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, so definitely go check those out. And in case it wasn't clear, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched episode three of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and you do not want to be spoiled, now is your chance to leave and come back later after you've watched it. All right, let's dig in. Uh, So the episodes start off with a commercial for the global repatriation council um and it was very like propaganda-y i feel like oh look how great we are and mm-hmm. all like nothing i don't know the idea of the global repatriation council sounds great but obviously we assume there's some more sinister situations going on in the background because that's just how things usually are in the mcu well that's kind of what they implied with the um the Flag Smasher group, right? Yes, she, yeah. The, the leader, Carly, is it right? Yes. She made it seem like they had some kind of, not necessarily sinister plan, but they just aren't helping they're, the people. They're only helping the people that came back. Yeah, they're not helping they're everybody. corrupt or whatever, like misled, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting to see that little commercial. And then I love the juxtaposition of this like happy... Uh, propaganda like commercial and then we cut to the new cap who's like a total dick so <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so they've they he's with the i'm assuming part of the gic but grc but it could be just some other military whatnots that he's with who knows mm-hmm. i didn't actually see the logos but um they break into this the game cafe that we talked about and so they're searching for Car- carly morgenthau and the flag smashers so John Walker tries to muscle the guy who runs the place and he's like clearly not impressed. Um, and he can't, I thought it was interesting that he couldn't, obviously not everybody learns to speak a bunch of languages, but I just thought it was a f- interesting little detail that he couldn't understand German or speak German. I don't know. Um, and so he asks for a translator and his buddy Hoskins helps him out and he translates. I mean, we're supposed to believe that he's 
been in all of these military military ventures ventures and groups and wars and stuff, right? So you think he would have picked up a little learned something even like just by experience. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously not everybody can speak every language, so maybe Mm -hmm. I'm just reading too much into it. But but... it also kinda like speaks to like showing that this character may have met their criteria, but like there's things that he just isn't able to do. Yeah. That's not to say that Captain America knows German. Like or you know Steve Rogers knows German, but like I'm assuming he probably did. He probably knew something. Yeah. <laughs> at least a little bit. He, lear- he at least learned the swear words, so he knew when <laughs> Red Skull was being When to a say dick. language. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy who runs the cafe spits on John Walker, which I thought was fucking hilarious. And he, he like, loses his mind. He's like, do you know who I am? <laughs> like, it's evidence that he's, like, cracking under the pressure of, or, or maybe it's yeah. just showing his real self. I don't know. Yeah. And then I, I, that whole like scene is I don't know it I felt like it wasn't executed very well it mm-hmm. just felt like the German guy's response was very like I don't know, it was lame I liked it I felt I liked that a he spoke in English revealing yeah. that I knew English the whole time but you're yeah. a cunt so I didn't want to speak your language yeah. and b yes I know who you are and I don't care like that <laughs> I I mean it could have been cooler but mm-hmm. I felt like it I liked how he responded. Because it was like... I thought it would have been better to like pretend like he doesn't know who he was. Yeah, I'd be like, like, no, who are you? <laughs> like, say something like nobody of importance or... Yeah. No one recognized in this country. Something like, you know, yeah. like something a little bit more of a, a jab at him. Right, yeah, that's true. Than just like, yeah, I just don't care. Yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. It could have been executed in a cooler way. Mm. But... To be honest though, like, I don't really know why he would have assumed that he would have known who he was. Like, it, yeah. Yeah, you could get the idea that, well, this was probably a big news story. The world news also put this story out there. Yeah. But, like, outside of that, it's relatively new that he's the new Captain America, right? Yeah. Aside from just the suit, he yeah doesn't really have a reason to know he's Captain America. Yeah. Uh, it is worth noting, I did see a lot of people reference that his, um, his suit... Looks exactly like U.S. Agent's current suit in the comics. Okay. At this point. So. Makes sense. (laughs) Or most recent suit. I don't know if it's current Mm. or whatever. But anyway. Like we expect him to be U.S. Agent. Yes. Um, Okay. So then we cut to Sam and Bucky at the prison. Where they're talking about. Sam is still pretty hesitant to even talk to Zemo. He's like, I'm really worried about this. Like, I don't know how this is going to go down. And he's like. And then Bucky's like, yeah, I'll go in and deal with it. Like, he's not going to want to talk to you. You're an Avenger. You know how he feels about that. Blah, blah, blah. And Sam's, like, really on edge about it. He's like, all right, we're going to, whatever. We're going to see what happens. I liked this conversation because it kind of reflected on the conversation we had last episode about, Mm -hmm. like, what would Zemo's reaction be to them? Yeah, that's true. And so that kind of gave us a little bit of an idea, I guess. Yes. Because... He wouldn't like Sam because he's an Avenger. Not yeah. so like because he doesn't have powers. So yeah. That's but not because really relevant, he's associated but... with them. Yes. Yeah. And Bucky has powers, but he would be more inclined to him because of Hydra. Yeah. Is be... what the argument they made right. here. Yes. Because he wasn't used as like a person that's put on a pedestal as we talk about, as he mm. talks about later. He was just a tool. Yeah. He was a tool. Exactly. Um, so Bucky goes into the cell to talk to Zemo and then this is exactly what I expected he tried to use the fucking activation words. 
but, again, poorly executed. Yeah, I, I feel was like disappointed with this one. Yeah. I thought like they could have made a lot more fun out of that and yeah. made a good joke with him really trying and then mm-hmm. being devastated. Yeah, because he plays off like, oh, yeah, because Bucky's like, those days are over. And Zemo's like, oh, I know. I just wanted to see how the new you reacted. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I felt like I wanted to see some more, like, disappointment in Zemo, like, knowing, oh, shit, it really is over or whatever, you know? And then Zemo immediately knows because Bucky's there, he calls him out. He's like, yeah, this is this be about Hydra. That's why you're here with me. And that's, that means you're desperate. Like, he knows immediately what's going on. He's, like, several steps ahead of him already. That guy's fucking smart. He's like an They've evil definitely genius. turned his character to be more of a... It seemed like they were making him more of a... The Zemo Gambit. Yeah. That we referred to last episode. Yeah. Like, he's, he's playing chess pieces with everybody. Yes. Um, which I don't feel like I got that vibe from him in Civil War, to be honest. I didn't either, but I was thinking about it, and it kind of makes sense because he was overcome with grief. So maybe he was dealing with it mm-hmm. not so well. But like this that. whole episode, they've basically given him a whole backstory that's like very similar to the comics. But like, yeah. again, you don't get that out of him in Civil War. Like yeah. You don't feel like he's that character in Civil yeah. War. It's true. You and don't. so even when we watch this and he goes, oh yeah, I'm rich family and... Yeah. The country that's no longer existing. Yeah. Like, I just felt like I still have a trouble believing that that was, like, a backstory you have based off your character in Civil War. In Civil War, he just seemed like a random fucking nobody who became obsessed with... And I guess that's just Marvel trying to grow. Yeah, true. Um, The universe, but... So then we cut to Sam and Bucky. Sam and Bucky, they're talking in a dark warehouse or garage situation. And uh, Sam's... Against breaking Zemo out, obviously. And he brings up all the bad shit he's done in the past, as he does. Mm -hmm. As you would do. (laughs) And Bucky's like, I'm trying to talk him into it. He's like, let me walk you through a hypothetical. Can I walk you through a hypothetical? The crazy (laughs) thing is, out of all the people who would be like, pro, let's get him out, is the guy who was used by by him. him. It's and crazy. set up and framed for murder of Wakanda's fucking The King T'Chaka, yeah. Exactly. So it's so wild to see him be in support of this plan. And he's like, when he's basically, he's telling Sam about this quote unquote hypothetical, but it's clear that we're seeing it happen live. Mm -hmm. And um, Sam's like, I don't like how casual you're being about this. This is unsaid. This is unnatural. (laughs) And then fucking uh, Zemo walks in and he's like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Like. I will have to say, though, the whole, like, how he got out, it felt like it was convoluted and didn't need to be as many steps as it was. Mm-hmm. He Okay, so Bucky gave him a card in a book somehow. Mm-hmm. Okay, which I don't understand how that's even a thing. They would have gone through that book to check there was no fucking card in there. Yeah. Or no kind of hidden, Anything, yeah. Anything, right? Again, I guess just... Take it for what it is. Yeah. But he snuck him in a security card, right? Yeah. And then he leaves with that, and then he takes over a guard to get a card to get out into the other rooms. Mm -hmm. It just feels like, why did you even need to have the... If you already had the card, one, why did you have to take out a guard? I guess it was just for the outfit. Yeah. And then vice versa, if you were going to take out the guard and get his card, then why did you even need to have a card to begin with? 
Well, I said this when we were talking about it initially, but I feel like there's a possibility that he needed it to even get out of his cell to begin with. Because otherwise, how does he get out of his cell? They must have like an internal scanny situation. Yeah, I guess the... I feel like that would be a dumb move to have one on the inside of the cell just for the chance that they could hack it or Yeah, whatever. it does seem like it could have been better done, but... I can see why he would have needed a card to begin with so he could start the process. Gotcha. Although it seems like for such a high security situation, you'd have like one person on one side and one on the other side. Mm. Whatever. Yeah. What was that movie that did that? And it doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> oh, uh, Is it Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw? Shaw, where they had to have the two different. Yeah. They were fighting the guys. Yeah. And, yeah. So yeah, uh, Zemo walks in. Sam's like, WTF, I'm not down. And then. I liked Zemo's little, like, trying to interject. He's like, I really feel that I'm invaluable. And they're like, shut up. Like, they're like, no, it's like, not about he, you. He was like, if I may, or something like that. <laughs> and they were and like, they were no. Like, no. And he's like, apologies. <laughs> apologies. <laughs> what? <laughs> they give him, like, a very different attitude than we had seen before. But mm-hmm. again, I feel like he's a different, in a different mindset than I mean, he used you bring up a good point. He's not grieving. He's not... Yeah. He, He's he doesn't have that emotion that yeah. you see him have in Civil War where he's yeah. he wants his revenge. Like he does want his revenge. Yeah, but he's more calculated. But he's about more it. calculated. He's more calm and mm-hmm. patient with it. It seems with yeah. this. Yeah. So he clearly. I mean, he's right. He has a plan. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and they finally also agree that they need him. So plans move on, of course. Um, and then you mentioned this earlier. They're like. They're going, they're walking towards a private jet and, uh, Sam's like, so you've been rich this whole time. Um, and he's like, I was royalty until your friends destroyed my country Mm -hmm. because he's a baron. Um, and they fly on his private jet with this private butler and all this like crazy rich person shit. And they're just like, what, when did that happen? So they're headed to Madripoor, which, um, it's, it's very surprising how casual, they are with him just roaming around with them and getting on his jet and like it just it feels a little like surprising that they're Uh just oh he's not in cuffs he's just casually roaming around and yeah they're in they're so confident in his desire to stop super super soldiers from being a thing that they're like he he won't leave us or i guess their logic is he's just a person and they have bucky so true on a physical level he has no chance yeah that's true um so, I have a few fun notes about Madripoor, but I'll get into that in a second. But while they're on the plane, it's, just to start off, it's a lawless place in the Indonesian archipelago. And it's a large city, as it turns out. Not, because when they said it's a lawless place in Indonesia, I was like, oh, it's going to be like... It's own island. It's own island. It's like, not that many people, whatever. Yeah. And they said, like, it used to be for, like, the pirates used to use it as a stop in, like, the 1800s or whatever. And it's like, okay, so you're expecting something. And then you get there and it's like, what the fuck? This is, like, a big old city. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> very cyberpunk. In fact, punk. it looked very much like Hong Kong in, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the uh, Godzilla versus Kong. So they, uh, in preparing to go to Madripoor... Uh, Zemo says, we can't just walk in as ourselves. We have to become something different. James, you will have to become someone you claim is gone. Obviously referencing the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a little weird because his arm doesn't look the same. But I guess it's still metal, so people would still recognize it. I mean, 
he would have had an upgrade. Yeah. The part that made that unbelievable for me mm-hmm. is he was a part of Infinity War. He was a part of Endgame and yeah. bringing justice to, or not justice, but like stopping Thanos and yeah. this big alien army yeah. from destroying the planet. Yeah. He's clearly a good guy in that sense. Yeah. Like, nobody saw the news of him working with the Avengers and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, no one saw that he's, like, not a bad guy anymore. I mean... I guess they just believe he's relapsed. I don't know. <laughs> unless it's just implied that they... That kind of stuff was not out there in the news. There was Maybe. no footage of them. There was no reporting of them existing in that war. That's entirely and, possible. You know, so for all the people in the world know is... It was literally just the Avengers. Yeah. And nobody else. Yeah. That's true. Um, so we cut to a GRC resettlement camp in Riga, Latvia, very quickly, to see Carly Morgenthau. And she's, like, hanging out. And these, she's called upstairs by her Australian buddy. Um, and to see somebody who's obviously sick. And they said, there's not much time. You should be with her now. So then we see Carly crying next to a woman who's clearly dying or dead. And she's obviously super upset. We're still not really sure who this woman is, but it's obviously a mother figure Yeah, either a mother or, like, yeah, just a mother figure. Mm-hmm. Probably a mother figure, because I feel like they were referenced as, like, orphans or something, right? Yeah. At some point. Yeah, so um, we learn a little bit more about her later, but... See, the thing is, they, they, they really make you sympathize with her. Like, she's there doing a good cause, right? Yeah. She's, she's, what she's doing is to help people. It's yes. not for her own gain. Yeah. They so really build that up. it's interesting how they, they play this character. Definitely. Um, all right. So, back to Madripoor. Um, they have landed, and they're in these, they're like special, they're fancy outfits. And Sam gets a really loud fashionable suit apparently according to Zemo and uh, he says high town's not a bad place if you want to visit but low town's that way Sam says let me guess you don't have any friends in high town and he just like smirks so they're headed to the more crime central area apparently of Madripoor and a few things that are of note to the MCU and other uh, comic references are that Madripoor is a big deal in the X-Men comics, specifically, and probably many mm-hmm. others. So well. this could hopefully be an introduction to the X-Men, that's, or at least some form of that. It's another acknowledgement. At, at the very least a tease of mm-hmm. them existing. Mm-hmm. Also, the guy who Sam is disguised as, Conrad Mack, a.k.a. Smiling Tiger, is a character from the comics who steals the Avengers Quinjet and crashes it in Madripoor. <laughs> it's a random little thing. Okay. And uh, so on their walk into the den of crime and all that, looking for the place they're trying, they're trying to find Selby, who's this mid-level fence, as Zemo referred to her. Um, they see uh, several signs. One of them is Princess Bar. This is also from the comics, which is known to be frequented by Wolverine under his alias Patch. So that's, we and know. Unfortunately, they didn't go in there. They so did we not don't go know in there. there. Not this time. Um, and then the Brass Monkey is the name of the bar they end up in. And it's a prominent bar that's featured in the Captain America comics. Yeah. That funky I, monkey. God damn it. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> um, and then they also see 
graffiti on the wall that says power broker is watching. We've seen a lot of that imagery in, there was some in the post-credit scenes or Mm post-credit graphics as well. So I guess that just assumes that they have cameras everywhere, kind of. Cameras and spies, probably. That could be it, yeah. Somebody's just always There's always somebody, yeah. Yeah. So they get to this bar and they're looking for Selby and after Zemo asks for uh, Selby, a goon basically comes down and tells them mm-hmm. the power broker wants to see you or whatever. Power, uh, orders from on high or something like that. And Zemo's basically like, no thanks. Like, <laughs> if he wants to, I'm here for Selby, so if he wants to come see me and and he motions to Bucky, a.k.a. who everybody's supposed to think is the Winter Soldier at this point, then he's welcome to come see me or send Selby for a chat, right? Like, he's fucking mm. throwing his dick on the table, essentially. Yeah. Um, Sam has to drink some super fucking gross snake drink. Oh, God, that was a really incom- uncomfortable scene. Because the bartender's like the usual. <laughs> he just nods. It's not tequila. It's yeah. not whiskey. It's Something not... with like a part out of a snake. Uh, like, what was the part? Who no fucking one, knows? Nobody knows. Super gross. Hopefully it wasn't like a poison gland. Right, see, that's what I thought. Like, what if he started hallucinating afterwards or something insane if it was like that? Um, So as they're at the bar, we see a hooded figure rush away from the bar who were like, oh, that's probably Sharon Carter because it looks like her. And as it turns out later, yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then when the goon comes down, they have to do the whole Winter Soldier act. And it's really... I have, I really liked the sound effects and everything they used for that battle scene. It was like, like kaplow, boom. Yeah. The like... Plop. The metal... Ew. <laughs> that was the guy on the standing on the sidelines like, I don't want to get hit. Um, I felt like it Maybe sounded... Maybe if I shit myself, they'll leave me alone. Yeah. Um, I just felt like it sounded very... Like whenever his, Bucky's arm was moving and stuff, it sounded like mm-hmm. very mechanical. It was very cool. I, I thought it was yeah, well done. Yeah, he was doing the robot. Yes. So then after Bucky fucks up a couple of goons, eventually the, um, he's... Uh, just, like, about that whole scene, though, too. It's just, it felt like he was very intense in yeah. that, right? He, yeah. It feels like he was, I, I'm not gonna say he was, like, full Winter Soldier again, but, like, it felt like he may have lost a little bit of control for a moment. That's possible. Not so lost, but, like... Embraced. Embraced. The chaos. The chaos, like, the character, the, the violence that he used to do or just kind of like it came natural i guess yeah yeah it came naturally i think is probably what happened i feel like he because after sam drank the gross snake thing he Mm -hmm. did the like little nod or whatever like he was impressed at his ability to stick to because he didn't like grimace after he drank it he Mm -hmm. just had a straight face yeah which i can't even imagine um i I was like i was thinking what i was if i was in this scenario i'm like yeah we're dead yeah we're all gonna die just put your hands up right away yeah Uh, before i drink this anonymous snake juice (laughs) i have to go somewhere yeah i gotta go to the bathroom to make room i'll be right back (laughs) this mission is over yeah it definitely i agree with you it seemed like bucky got pretty intense but i I felt like he was just doing the whole, like, stay in character thing. But you're right. It seemed like he was very comfortable in that space of, like, being mm. the shit out of guys. And then um, he's, like, holding the one guy yeah. down. Because and... he probably doesn't care because these people are all, like, criminals, right? It's yes. not like He doesn't have a reason to feel bad yes. for these people. Yes. Exactly. 
Um, so then in the middle of all that, the bartender says, Selby will see you now. And so then they finally get to go see this lady that Mm -hmm. Zima was looking for. (laughs) And she's an interesting character. I feel like she's not at all what I was expecting. (laughs) The whole idea that Zemo has this like life around this place. it, it, It was also hard for me to like believe because again, we see him as this like family man, like grieving and, there's no point after Civil War that he was not in prison, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. He's been in prison since then, as far as we're aware. So all of this had to have taken place before then. Like him having yes. his experiences here and meeting this network. Yeah. Having this network of criminals that yeah. he talks to. And yeah, like, that's true. It just felt like out of place to me. Well, there's the time between Sokovia. That's probably when he would have... You're right. Okay. So he would have been after Age of Ultron and before Civil War. Yeah. So that kind of probably would be the time that he was building his plan and and resources. And making connections and learning. Yeah. Which would explain where he got the uh, face mask that he can turn into anybody. That yeah. he used to like yeah. take the identity of the one guy. Yes. In the hotel. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. All right. So they're finally getting to talk to Selby, and um, Zemo makes the fucking offer of you tell me the information about Super Soldier Serum, and I will give you the Winter Soldier. And we're like, WTF? <laughs> like, I'm shocked that. I mean, I guess that he stuck to character before in the whole fight situation. Bucky's obviously in character, but. I feel like it'd be hard to not flinch at that. Like, wait, what? We didn't talk about this. It wouldn't matter, though. Yeah. Like, he's... How would... Like, they're under the impression that he's under mind control. Yes. Right? That's they true. control him. Yes. But they don't. He's obviously... So, he yeah. would just be like, yeah, all right, I'm going to head out now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so, Selby tells them that Super Soldier Serum is in Madripoor and that Dr. Wilfred Nagel is the man responsible. He is also... The one who's responsible in the comics. So they're really lining up with that storyline, it seems. Um, Everything seems like it's going okay, and then Sam's fucking phone rings, because he didn't think I should put this on Yeah, that makes sense. You're on this covert operation in this giant world of fucking criminals. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe put your phone on silent. Or, I don't know, don't have it. Yeah. (laughs) If you need to have it, just... Turn on silent. Like, that's not that hard to do. <laughs> um, and he almost makes it through the call. It's awkward and weird, but he almost makes it through the call. But then... I didn't quite understand why he wanted her to explain what she was talking about as far as the boat. When she's like, our situation, blah, blah, blah. Why did he want her to say it specifically what it was? I don't know. I think he was just trying to get more words out of her so he didn't have to think of words. <laughs> I, the only thing I can think of is if it's like a situation where because it was so vague, mm-hmm. he didn't want it to come off as a secret yeah. mission that they're on and like yeah. something deceptive. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted her to be clear so they go, oh, it's about a stupid boat. Yeah. And then they can, like, get Yeah, like, it. trying to sell the boat. Like, you could pour mm-hmm. and pull that off as, like, a rich guy trying to sell his boat, mm-hmm. potentially. So maybe that's why. Um, but then eventually she ends up saying Sam, and then Selby's like, 
who the fuck is Sam? Kill them. Like, immediately. Like, snap. That was weird. They could have easily been like, that's just what she fucking calls me. Yeah. Get over it, bitch. Yeah. You know? Like, what? Yeah. It's so weird how it was like immediately, okay, you kill him. Mm-hmm. But no. Like I guess that's just, we're supposed to believe that's how cutthroat they are. I guess so. Um, but it doesn't work out in her favor because a sniper shoots her through the window. Yeah. Immediately. Like, almost before she even finishes saying kill him. Mm-hmm. Which was very confusing to me because the windows were, like, fogged. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to see through those windows. Yeah. And it's like, how the hell did that sniper know exactly where she was? Yeah. There's a possibility that I think that there were cameras in that room and somehow the sniper was using, like, geometry in their head to, like, mm-hmm. know where to shoot, potentially. Um, or they just knew where to point based on where she was standing in the room or whatever. Gotcha. That's my theory. But they did hit her, like, directly in the chest, so it's like they had to see her somehow. Yeah. Maybe they're... Oh, maybe, like, infrared or some shit like that. Anyway, I would like to know who did it, because I feel like a lot of people think that it was Sharon, but I don't necessarily think it was Sharon. I feel like it was. I don't know, like, who else it would have been. I mean... She didn't have a sniper, though. Well... It looked like she did in later on when she takes out the two bikers who are chasing them down. True, but then she but then she comes out with a pistol. So mm-hmm. it presumably she just left the sniper, maybe, and came out with her pistol but because then she's obviously she... not going to use up close quarters. That's not what they're for. Yeah, but she also specifically <laughs> says something like that explains why you guys are here and why Selby's dead. Which so... means she knows that. She was killed, and, like, presuming if she's the one that shot her, that's why. Yeah, but, like, why would she be like, that explains why why Selby's dead if she did it, you know? To me, it doesn't add up. I feel like there's another piece that's What was the line before that 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 she responded to? I don't remember. (laughs) Okay, well, that was probably important context. (laughs) Oh, it's whenever they ask her, they tell her what they're, what's when, um... Sam Sam said there's super soldier serum. There's super soldier serum, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Okay. That thing. Yeah. I... I don't know. I feel like it's just, it was an easy, it was her. Okay. Both times. and Yeah, it is easy. But I don't think it, I don't think it adds up entirely. So I'm, yeah. I'm well, still Well, we'll get thinking. into that a little bit more later. Yeah. But like, yeah. I feel like it was just her. And okay. she just tossed a sniper to the side when she was done in the window and she came down with a pistol. I don't, okay. it's. Agree to disagree. Yeah. I mean, it's not Rome, but. Yeah. Um, so they start to run out of the room and obviously Zemo knows immediately what's going to happen because he's been here before. He's like, we have a bigger problem now. Just leave your weapons and follow my lead. And then you see people's phones start to beep, 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 beep. And everybody's getting these text messages saying there's a bounty on these pe- on the people's head that killed Selby. So now they're having to run from all these bounty hunters on top of getting Which, away. Which, again, who... How did... Uh, how did, the, I guess, the power broker know so fucking fast? That means yeah. there has to be cameras, right? That's what I'm saying. That's one of the reasons I'm sure there has to be cameras in there. Or do they have some kind of power themselves where they have the ability to just know shit? Maybe. Like they drink wine and they just, they know everything that's happening in the area. Yeah, maybe. But I feel like it's cameras or drones or whatever. Some sh- technology yeah, shit. Yeah, it just, I mean, how many fucking cameras would you have in an entire city? To monitor everything all the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it just seems like, how how would you, even if you had, like, a hundreds, hundreds of cameras to watch all of this shit and monitors in a fucking building, how do you have the manpower or the, or the ability to even see one fucking 
scene at the right time yeah. to see that, that something's going on there versus all of the others that you have to look at. Is there a character in the MCU that's similar to Cyborg? Cyborg? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you're talking about Cyborg from DC? Yes, from DC. Isn't Cyborg the name of fucking oh. an X-Men character? Yeah, you're right. From Deadpool? Or he was in Deadpool? Okay, yeah. fine. So. Whatever. My point was that Cyborg in DC can like look through like CCTV cameras and all that shit in his mm-hmm. head. So like if somebody from the room was like, Selby just got shot, then they could, blah, 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 you know, look okay. it up. I don't Presumably know. there's I'm a just, lot of tech there that's yeah. letting him do this stuff. Yeah. So, and or powers. Know. We'll find out probably more how it works later at some point, but. Oh, no. His name's Cable, not Cyborg. Cable? Oh, that's Okay. That's what you were know. talking about? Yeah, I don't okay. know. Whatever. Okay. Because he's a cyborg. Yes. I don't know why I was thinking cyborg. Okay. So in the alleyway, Sharon saves them, presumably again, or maybe for the first time. We'll see. Um, this is when she has the sniper. When she has the sniper. In the window. In the window. And then she comes down, she only has a pistol. And she's like, basically, what the fuck are you guys doing here? And she's like, pissed at him, obviously. And... Somehow it's re- it's revealed that she was never pardoned, even though I have a huge problem with this whole backstory. It bothers the hell out of me. Yeah, so I have questions about it too. Like, okay, sure, you were never pardoned, but like, wasn't she dusted too? I thought she was dusted. So, in which case, how would we know? We never saw her after um, Civil I, War. I looked it up, and people, and it was like, she was. It's, people were saying that she was dusted. Is there like a movie that she like, did, was Infinity War? Did they physically show her being dusted in that movie? I don't think so. Yeah, it says okay. So I mean, it could just be people were just assuming she was. Well, this is from like a TV line thing talking about the show, talking about the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, and it says that who, after going on the run for helping Steve Rogers in Captain America: Civil War, losing her aunt Peggy Carter, and returning five years after being blipped, has undergone a personal evolution. So, maybe they're making that up. I don't know. But I saw a couple of different things I saying mean, that. This would contradict that that happened. Because yeah. she would have had to spend the last five plus years building this empire that she That's has. what I'm thinking. Like, she couldn't have just done she this. She wouldn't have just been blipped and come back and have She couldn't have done this in all. six months. Like, yeah, that's... exactly. So, that part confused me a little bit. Because I was trying to look Even up... if she was on the run for Civil War on to yeah. before Infinity War yeah. happens... Which was a few years, oh, right? right. That's true. There's time before the blip. Yeah. she. Oh, what I'm saying is she could have built her empire-ish, you could argue, then. Yeah. But then she would but be then gone she, for five years. Let's say she's blipped, like they're saying. And then somebody would have taken that over. Somebody yeah. would have taken... She wouldn't, she wouldn't have been able it. to just get it back It wouldn't have been there in five years. Yeah. So, I don't know. I was confused by that, obviously. Um, and it turns out she's making a life for herself in the yeah. crime and all I that. I just... I, the whole argument that she wasn't part of, nobody, she didn't have somebody like the Avengers to clear her name, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm sorry, this is all bullshit to me because literally Bucky, an assassin, yeah. is fucking pardoned. The bionic stereo Don't machine. tell me that, <laughs> one, you couldn't fucking get pardoned mm-hmm. if you tried. You obviously didn't try because you were worried you were going to be fucking crucified. Yeah. Okay. And let's say that you couldn't get pardoned for whatever reason. You're telling me with all of the fucking close relationships you built in S.H.I.E.L.D., the fact that they know that Hydra was behind all that shit, that you were helping fucking Steve save the world, you're going to really fucking tell me that 
Nick Fury wasn't like on a personal level gonna do you a solid yeah. and fucking bring you up to fucking sword up in the space headquarters or something like that to like keep refugee until yeah. you fucking they can figure it out come on now so i agree it sounds preposterous which is why i think it's a cover story i think that's just her saying that's what happened to her mm-hmm. i don't okay. think that's my thought because she enjoyed the crime life i mean think about no, it she like- probably hates the government at this point, yes. right? She kind of does. It feels like she's yeah. got a very different attitude, right? Absolutely. Because she probably feels betrayed and whatever because of what happened, right? Yeah. She, whether she's been crucified by the government for her mm-hmm. helping Steve Rogers or not, like mm-hmm. she, the whole Hydra thing was probably a bad experience for her. And then it just, I don't know. Like it, it clearly she doesn't have positive. Yeah. <laughs> so she to, takes him back to, to her house. To shield and all that stuff anymore. Right. She doesn't trust them. Right. And she reveals all that when she takes them back to her house and she's like, oh, this is my, like, she's like, I have a place in Hightown. And so they go there and it turns out she's like an authentic black black market art dealer. And they're like, oh, so I guess you're just making the best out of this life of crime, basically. And she reveals that she's way more cynical about, like, superheroes and the government and all that shit, like you were saying, than she used to be. Um, And... She even said to Sam, like, you gave the way you gave that shield up, you must even believe that it's bullshit or that it's hypocrisy. Yeah. Now, what I don't understand, though, is if she's okay with crime now and, like, just, like, that's the way she lives, so does that mean that she doesn't believe in Captain America's values anymore? How does she feel about, like, Steve Rogers? Does she agree with what he did then or does she, like... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have questions about how, she, like, if she's just buried that part of her persona that so that Mm. she could fit in or you know what i mean like if she she's like well i know this is how i have to live my life so i'm gonna tell myself this is what i believe yeah unless there's something more cynical about her character coming up in this show i feel like it's just like probably be like a douche for saying this i feel like it's lazy writing just to give her a stupid plot device to be on the show Mm. okay the whole, like, oh, I couldn't get pardoned, that's why I'm here. Like, it just, they wanted to, I, unless there's something bigger to her character, uh, an evolving yeah. narrative, you yeah. know, narrative you know, aspect, I feel like the whole idea was just, oh, let's just get a character in here that people know. So it feels like it's more of a shared universe with the movies. Yeah. I, well, like I said, I think there's something more going on with her, so I guess we'll see. Yeah. Okay. And... She she says something interesting and when she's talking to them about when they're telling her what's going on. She's like, you guys really should steer clear of all this for your own safety. Yeah. Your own safety. (laughs) Like, also, why would she care? Like, if if she's, like, mad at them. Like, if she really was, like, pissed off at them and, like, Mm -hmm. bitter about her situation. Like, like, all right, you guys do you. Fuck off. Mm -hmm. I saved you once. You do whatever you want I mean, the last time she saw... Well, I guess not the last time she saw Bucky. One of the times she saw Bucky, he tried to fucking kill her. Yes. And then the other time, well, I guess was just getting Cap's shield back or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So um, a little bit more pleasant of experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so then she's like hosting a party of clients of like super rich people who are about to buy her black market art. So she's like, you guys need to blend in and we'll find 
um, when they talk about Nagel, she's like, he works for the power broker. Mm-hmm. How does she know that? She seems to know a lot about the she power sure broker. She sure does. Yeah. So. So she either works for the power broker or. Or she is the power broker. Or another option. Maybe there's some other investigation agency secret ops situation that she's working as well. That's something else I think could be. Do you think maybe she is Sword? Possibly. Although Sword isn't really relevant to. Not necessarily Sword, but some kind. Maybe it'll be some agency we've heard of, I'm sure, but I feel like Hmm. she could be working with some other secret. What is it called? Secret ops. It's not secret. Special ops. Special ops. Thank you. I don't know why I can't think of it. Um, where it's like on the DL. Like nobody yeah. knows about a situation because of how it ends. It's possible. Yeah. Um, maybe she's working for Nick Fury to get intel on something. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, which would be a, a better story for her. Yeah. Okay. So you for sure think that she's the power broker or is that just an idea you have? It could be. I think that she's more than what she seems. Mm-hmm. So, so she's a I think she's a possum. Yeah, she's more than meets the eye. I don't think she... I don't, I'm not saying she definitely is a power broker, but I think she absolutely could be. I don't think anything she's done at this mm-hmm. point has disqualified her yeah. from being the power broker. Because we don't know who the power broker is, right? So yeah. far, they've given no gender. They've given no concept, right? It's just the power broker. She either is... This is what I think. She either is, works for, or is uh, hunting the power broker. Okay. Or whatever. Not hunting, but, you know, like, creeping on him from yeah. an agency perspective. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Tracking. Tracking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, why the fuck was she even at that bar? Because she lives in Hightown. Because she knew that they were there. How did she know? How did she know they were there? Exactly. There's a lot of things about her that are very, like, I guess you could just chalk it up to, like, oh, coincidence, she was already at the bar. But, like, no. She lives in Hightown. She was no reason to be at that bar. And if the power broker sees everything, then that would explain why she would know. Yep. Some people are dismissing this idea that she's the power broker. I don't know if it's right, but I, I'm I'm open to it. Yeah. The my only other option I think who the power broker is is probably Mephisto. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's my only <laughs> other, that's my only way of You're feeling just validated about WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, it is. I need that to happen. <laughs> I was kind of floating around the idea of what if Zemo is the power broker as well. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think I might have brought that up last yeah. episode. I can see it, but also at the same time, I can't. Because it would be very clever to do that in the sense of him playing these chess piece moves, you know. But then at the same time, how would he have known that they were going to break him out? Like, there had yeah. to be, there would have to be some kind of justification that he was able to plan all of this. Exactly. I mean, which, if he's doing the I whole mean, chess before thing... before getting out. Yeah. If he's doing the whole chess thing, then maybe he could have done that. Who knows? hmm So, I, I think that's a, within the realm of possibility. Because mm. if nobody knows who the Power Broker is, and that would explain how they don't know that Zemo is Power Broker... Yes. In, ...when he's there. So, they see Zemo, and they just think that, oh, it's... Right. And then he could have easily given some kind of, like, text message or something to, like give the message of the power broker wants to see you mm-hmm. to somebody else and then it gets brought down to them. Yeah. It's, it, I'm not set on that who yeah. he is, but I'm more inclined I to could think, see them doing it. Yeah. I, I could see it, but I think Sharon's a better candidate. Mm-hmm. Not the best, but yeah. better than Zemo at least. I, and obviously Zemo has this like anti 
like super soldier thing mm-hmm. but like i don't know like maybe there's some kind of like twist on that character and maybe he's like it's okay if he's using it for his goals you know maybe i don't know we'll see yeah it, i don't think i'm not set on that but i yeah. think it's not out of their own possibility i okay. think sharon carter is the better bet yeah if it's gonna be some kind of a twist yeah who knows it might just be a new maybe fucking it's just person a random asshole that we're gonna be introduced to and yeah Either way, they're obviously here for a reason to, like, introduce other characters, right? Yeah, definitely. I think we can expect every Marvel show is going to introduce a new character. Yes. Like WandaVision did. Yeah. With uh, Spectrum or Photon, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Photon? Yeah. I can't think of not the shitty cable service when you say Spectrum, so. Oh. <laughs> I was Spectrum like, or what? Spectre? What was it? It was Spectrum, right? Spectrum, I think. Yeah, Spectre yeah. is the James Bond movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so then, how the fuck did she find Dr. Nagel so fast? Like, she's got to have some kind of connections mm-hmm. going on. Um, well, if she's a power broker, she I know. would know, because he works for I know, her, I know. For I'm him, just, I'm just her, saying. It, they, the power broker. Yes. So they head to the docks, and mm-hmm. she's identified a seemingly empty, uh, shipping container that mm-hmm. supposedly he's inside of and um zemo finds that there's like a secret door in the back of course yeah which we need to get we need to get one of those secret, secret doors. Door? That's really cool. yeah i fucking love secret doors yeah. so i'd be, be like down. what's this cargo bin go to in your house <laughs> we just have a cargo bin it's just a cargo bin there's yeah. nothing to it yeah <laughs> don't worry about it um so then they meet dr nagel and they interrogate him about the super soldier serum it is rev- Do they interrogate him, or is he just kind of like really cocky about? <laughs> yeah, he's a his douche. backstory, and he just wants to really tell people how great he but is. But initially, they have to like pretend to shoot and shoot to the side of his head before mm-hmm. he starts talking. Then once he starts talking, he like mm-hmm. spills his guts. Yeah. So. God, I just wanted to fucking slap him. Yeah, he was gross. He was. Ugh, he just. Ugh, I didn't um, like his attitude. Yeah, he was very cocky. You're right. So it's revealed that he was brought into the Winter Soldier program with Hydra after the five failed test tra- subjects, the five failed test subjects in Siberia. Which were the ones from Civil War, right? Yes. They were just there for a while? Yeah, I think so. It frozen because they were like going out of control or some shit? That was the backstory? Yes. Um, they and couldn't then, be controlled or something? Right. Then when Hydra fell, he was recruited by the CIA and he used blood samples from an American test subject with, quote, semi-stable traces of serum in his system. So, um, presumably this is Isaiah, which we, they then confirm later. Well, they assume that. Like, we don't yeah. necessarily know that. I mean, we do because they say it. But, like, yeah. that's just them doing that for the plot. They're like, inferring. There's yeah. no actual evidence that that's who it was. Right. Within the realm of this story. Right. Um, so, he says he was able to isolate the compounds necessary to recreate the serum. But... Then they're like, well, why have we never heard of this? And he's like, well, I could never finish my work because I turned to dust. Um, So unfortunately, since he turned to dust, they couldn't finish the program, so they abandoned it. He came back five years later and was like, WTF. Um, So he had to come to Madripoor where the power broker decided to fund his recreation of the super soldier serum for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And he made... turn. We're... We finally learned he's only made 20 vials and Carly Morgenthau stole all of them. Which we kind of were suspecting that this yeah. isn't medicine. This is like yeah. maybe the super serum. Yeah. The other thing that I would love to know is um, 
did she use all 20? Because I feel like there were a lot How of How many people were there? I feel like there were a lot. I guess it's a question of, is, is, does one vial count for one person? Or is it like you could have multiple doses in one vial? I'm assuming it's just one vial per person. But maybe I don't know. Because like, you know, when you get like vaccines and stuff, like that vial, you don't have to get the whole thing. You just get like whatever they come out of the needle, right? Yeah, but you know how like movies are. Like one vial is a syringe in a, in a vial all combined. You know what I mean? Okay, whatever. Yeah, I wouldn't I be surprised anyway. So, but you're right. Okay. It could, it could be that way. Um, I kind of like the idea that the super soldier serum is out in the black market at some point. Because that would then make an easy explanation why we get some random fucking character later on who got superpower yeah. fucking strength and yeah. you know just we don't have to like be go oh what's this guy's origin story yeah oh this guy's got it that guy's got it yeah. oprah's just like giving super serum to every fucking person yeah. who wants to commit a crime yeah oh now that i'm thinking about it we know that in the comics john walker and Lamar Hoskins get powers from the power broker. Yes. So that means that either they haven't used all 20 vials or it is more than one person per vial. I think. Assuming they're following that storyline. Do they have a vial? No. But what, what do you mean? Was, was that through anything? Meaning we don't know that... I mean, we don't know... Either they don't have powers yet or we don't know if they have powers yet. Which means they... I don't think they have them yet. I think they're going to get them. Right. Because of the way that um, John Walker talked after that whole game SWAT thing. Yeah. Um, it feels to me like he's kind of getting to the point of like, we're going to have to start taking drastic measures yes. to get things done. You know, yeah. we can't do it by the books anymore because we're not getting the the outcomes that we, we want. Exactly. Um, so, so I feel like he might be getting to the point where he's getting impatient or he's going to get more um, comfortable with... Doing sketchy doing stuff. Doing something to get the job done. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, get super strength to compete with these fucking flag smashers. Right. And I agree. So my point was, I asked the question earlier, have they, had, did Carly use all 20 vials? Yes. Either she hasn't used all 20 vials or it's more than one person. I mean, period. I'm assuming she has not used all 20 vials because later in that scene, uh, we see that Dr. Nagel is killed. Mm-hmm. So he's not there anymore. He can't make more. Yeah. But, I mean, let's say that she... Okay, so... Well, she does say, too, in that later scene, she goes... She knows he's dead, which I don't understand how she fucking know, Like, all of a sudden knows. Yeah. She's done another fucking country. But she yeah. knows instantly, somehow. Mm-hmm. And she tells the other guy, the power broker needs us now. Yeah. Like she, He's going to come begging or whatever. Yeah. Because their scientist is dead. So they need what we have left of the mm-hmm. the serum. Yeah. Essentially. Right. So they must have So some there's left. obviously some left. Yeah. Okay. I Plus I think it makes it more of a plot device to have it out there in a, a capacity that a lot of fucking potential characters will have these powers at some point. Right. So um, then... Actually, before before they before it ends horribly for him, Nagel reveals that Carly had called him asking for help with someone named Donya Madani, who had tuberculosis, which is mm-hmm. apparently typical of a displacement camp, which is where she was living because they have a higher population in and density. And that tells me that she was friends with him, yeah. like enough, like comfortable enough to like call him for help because she just like he says like, she stole all of it. Yeah. 
So I think... So I don't like get... Like, that's a very weird relationship if you could steal from him and then be like, hey, I need your help. Yeah. So it tells me that the power broker is like the one in control and like they are kind of like on the same page of... Yeah. They don't really... He doesn't seem to care that she took it. Yeah. As he says, I mean, he's talking about whatever, but he's like, not my pig, not my farm. Basically, not mm-hmm. my problem. He doesn't really care as long as he stays alive. And he's mm-hmm. just doing, trying to do well, his job. In his head, he's important as fuck because he's the only one that can do the serum. Exactly. So, um, Zemo somehow found a gun. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did he find a gun? This is why I kind of think that it's possible he could be the power broker because mm-hmm. he seems to have like, known where that gun was. Mm-hmm. I guess the easy argument is, like, well, he... He thinks like a criminal. He knows to like look around for. Yeah. He was probably feeling Just around guessing. under the tables for a gun. Yeah. Um. But that's why I think he could be the power broker. Mm-hmm. And like, let's say this scientist doesn't know what he looks like, right? So he wouldn't know that he was the power broker. And then right. when he gets to the point that he shoots him, mm-hmm. that would explain like maybe he said too much. Yeah. True. But then. There, on the other hand, he's really just fulfilling his own, like, mission to make mm-hmm. sure that no super soldiers ever exist. And I think that's what's going to be interesting about this character is, like, to see like, where he really lands. Like, I know, like, on paper we're like, oh, yeah, he, still, he hates super soldiers and he wants them dead. But, like, it would be an interesting arc with this character to go from hating them to kind of embracing their existence for his own gain of doing what he deems a necessity to the world. Yeah, that's true. And then you also pointed out that Sharon said after Zemo shot him. What did you do? What did you do? Which makes that, that I took that as like, she needed him alive. Yes. Because we obviously know she doesn't care about life, right? right. She's yeah. very cynical now. Mm-hmm. She just fucked up a bunch of guys, killed a bunch of people mm-hmm. to save them initially when they first were on yes. the run. Yeah. She killed all the guys, or at least half of them. Yeah. In the cargo fight. Which mm-hmm. she was fucking people up. So it kind of like shows that she's not the... She's not that concerned about it. Or that she's not the Sharon Carter of the earlier movies, right? right she's yeah. a little bit more uh, intense. Yes. So an explosion happens to destroy the lab. Obviously that's strategic on someone's part. Zemo runs out. And then after the other ones, like Sam's like, "Who can you... Has, who's seen Zemo or whatever. Like, they're looking for him, but they can't find him. Mm-hmm. So they run out, and there's, like, a short gun fight outside. They got the little banter about, like, going left or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. It's... it's in every action movie. Um, so, uh, there are, like, out... Uh, Sam and Bucky and Sharon are outside trying to, like, defend themselves against the, the goons, right? And they're, like, not doing that great. And then Zemo comes up kind of slightly superhero-style, with his, and he finally puts on his purple mask, and he shoots what is like I don't know a gas line or something, and mm-hmm. causes a huge explosion and kills a bunch of other goons. So that was like it was a ridiculous scene. So I loved ridiculous, it. yeah. One shot just fit, hits it perfect. Yeah, um, but I thought it was really cool to finally see him in his like mask from the comics. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of nice how they introduced him having the mask. Mm-hmm. It was just in one of his fucking cars. I kind of imagine if it was like his dad's maybe. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it was his. and he just, Maybe that's what he wore when he did his Hydra assassinations he was doing earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it, I feel like at, to an extent, I feel like they're kind of forcing his backstory with like being traditional Zemo. Yeah. Because 
again, he didn't have any of that shit when he was doing the Civil War stuff. Like, why didn't he wear it then? Like, you know, I know it's retrospect that they're doing this, but That's like, true. it just feels like a little forced to me because yeah. of that. I see what you're saying. Um, Anyways, I like it. He looks cool with it. Yeah, he does. And then he goes and brings a fancy car around and is like supercharged. I don't know what that was about, but like it was He funny. found a car and he's like, cool, I'm taking this. Yeah, he's like, mm, piece of candy. <laughs> um, so he brings it around and he's like, all right, let's go. And then it's like, you're going back to jail. It's like, well, do you want to find Carly or not? Like, because yeah. you kind of need me. Mm-hmm. So, and then Sharon refuses to come back with them. Playing on the whole thing of like, oh, I'm not parted and I can't risk going back, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. She's like, but you'll still work on that part and I still want that. Um, then she goes around the corner and meets up with her associate, whatever the fuck she is. So like, A, she has a car waiting. Mm-hmm. B, she gets in the back like she's going to be chauffeured around. Mm-hmm. And C, she's like, we've got a big problem. Actually, a couple of them. I'll tell you in the car. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is this? Is this her chauffeur because she's the fucking power broker or some kind of crime boss? She's clearly in some kind of power. Yeah, exactly. Having a chauffeur and like the fact too that she had this thing waiting for her. Yeah. And none of them, I'm assuming, nobody knew knew about it. Like it means that she's got some kind of ulterior motive going on or some kind of secrecy. Yeah plans that she's doing i think the most likely situation here is there's some kind of secret organization that's investigating something in Madripoor, and that's what she's working with but the, my second choice is she's the power broker mm. <laughs> yeah, i mean going back to like wandavision it's like that show was all about deception right mm-hmm. they gave you breadcrumbs of like this is where they're going right mm-hmm. and then they completely flipped it on its side at the last yeah, minute they're like m so e p h nope <laughs> Um, so I guess it's with reason to think that like, maybe they're doing that with this show too. They want us to believe that she is, you know, they're giving these like obvious statements by her that make it feel like she's that person. And then, oh no, she's not. Mm -hmm. But then I think to myself, well, what if they're doing that to make you think that? But then you go, well, but they're tricking us. So it's not her. Yeah. But then it is. Yeah. You know, it's like, they're just reverse psychology the shit out of me (laughs) at this point. Yeah, they are. Um, and interestingly enough, the power broker situation, like, it's really the only thing in the show so far that's, like, the big mystery, right? Mm-hmm. Who is the power broker? Yeah. That's really the only mystery. Compared to WandaVision, this show's been pretty straightforward. There's not, mm-hmm. like, a whole lot of, like, theorizing and, like, oh, what's going on? It's just kind of more follow the ride and see what happens. That's true. But I think... I think I'm on board with Sharon Carter could potentially be the power broker. Um, hopefully it's not another Mephisto situation because yeah. that's going to suck if it is. I'm, I like Mephisto as the the power broker. <laughs> right? I think that's a good How option. How funny would that be? That would be? be really funny. Or Agnes. It's Agnes. And then her, her fucking awesome music yeah. comes in. It was Agnes the whole time. Whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Um, all right, so that's a good bit of information, and that and that's those scenes right there. So we have a quick detour over to Lithuania, where Carly and her Australian buddy are talking about um, Donia outside of this GRC supply storage. They're basically just, like, being sad, and he's like, have you ever considered taking some time off? And she's like, no, we have to do it now. And they... 
she then this is this is where she says Mama Donya. So it's revealed that she either at least viewed her as a mother, mm-hmm. mother figure. So and she's basically they're talking about how they have to help these help the children live and all that. Yeah, they kind of bring this whole like sympathetic side to these characters yes. in this moment, giving her like, oh, I was gonna, I wanted to be a teacher, yeah, and help children, and yeah. Like, then the guy was like, oh, I was gonna join the military and. Yeah. Then being a security guard in this place ended up being way more fucking affordable or whatever. Yeah, it did. It better. paid better to be a, a security guard in Madripoor. So then that's like second. I don't know if it's a second or the. It's a. It's another reference to them being from Madripoor, which I don't know that I remembered. Mm-hmm. So or whether it happened or not. I feel like they vaguely re- referenced that last mm-hmm. episode, but like at. The, that's why it's weird to me because if that's where they spent their time, then like you're a criminal, then like you're not. Yeah. It's hard for me to take you as this like sympathetic person when you obviously spent your time living in this criminal life. Yeah. But it's kind of alluded to that they were maybe orphans or taken on by this Danya person. And so maybe they were, like, young children that fell into a life of crime as a means to survive, basically. Yeah, I guess it's possible. It just seems like, how did you end up getting there unless you were looking for that place? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, she said something in another episode about how... Like, you can't say, oh, I'm trying to be a teacher, but then, like, well, you were, like, living in a place that's full of, like, criminals. But she said something in another episode about how um, when people came back and we couldn't pay the bills or whatever, we got kicked out. So you think that's the time that they went there? I think that's maybe the instigating event is whenever they moved there because they thought they could afford it or... Gotcha. That's my thought. Okay. So then we have a quick... uh, flash over to uh the prison where zemo escaped from john walker and lamar hoskins are there to investigate the escape and they're talking about they're like oh and sam and bucky were here the same day and they're like you don't believe the blah blah and he's like he doesn't say anything to the guards but he tells hoskins he's like yeah i absolutely do believe that and basically it's revealed that they they're understanding that they need to start paying attention to what bucky and sam can do mm. not being part of the government officially. And so... Seems like they're going to secretly try and use them. Yes. And just kind of... They're going to put their name on the group project. Yes, and not do any of the work. And say that they did all of it. Exactly. <laughs> um, so then we go back to Zemo's plane, where Sam and Bucky and Zemo are headed back to um, wherever. They're done with Madripoor, thankfully. Um, Sam is talking about how... How about the shield? And he's realizing he made a mistake in giving it up. And Bucky's like, yeah, you did. Like, <laughs> no questions. Yeah, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, a sweet shield. Yeah. <laughs> so Sam's going on this rant and he's like, yeah, maybe I should have destroyed it. And then Bucky gets this look. He, like, he's like, he gets a look on his face that's yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, then we learn nothing. Yeah, and then he says, look, that shield represents a lot of things to a lot of people, including me. The world is upside down. We need a new cap, and it ain't going to be Walker. So before you go and destroy it, I'm going to take it from you myself. So that's interesting because in the comics... Do you say from you or from Walker? No, from you. Oh, okay. I took it as he was going to take it from Walker before... No, it's because before Sam, Sam said he was going to destroy it. it. So, yeah. Um, That's what I heard anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, 
is didn't um, Bucky have the shield? Wasn't Bucky Captain America or whatever for a while in the comics? Yeah, there's a there's yeah. a run where he was too. Yeah, yeah. I, they've all kind of they're all been cap sluts. Yeah. Cap sluts. Okay. So, um, hopefully Bucky takes that like seriously because I feel like just hearing him say that like he is the last person who would want to actually be that person for mm. the world and him being willing to take it instead of having it destroyed should mean something to Sam, I mm. think. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I think we're going to get like bigger growth from Sam's character and he's yeah. going to like he's going to embrace it by the end of this fucking season, yeah. right? I mean, we yeah. only have three more episodes. He better but... embrace it soon because I'm getting fucking tired. I don't want it to be like the like, whole fucking series. If, if you don't like appreciate what you fucking got, like fuck off then. Yeah, you know, goodbye. Bucky can have it. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Exactly. If you don't want to be a symbol yeah. for America, the world, whatever the fuck you want to call it, like right. just <laughs> fuck off then. Yeah, Let exactly. Bucky do it. Yeah, definitely. The winter <laughs> cap. Yeah. So, uh, then it's, that's discovered they found Danya Madani. She's dead in Riga in Latvia. And so they're like, all right, let's go. And it's, Zemo says something weird. He's like, I've been wanting to meet her, come face to face with her or something like that. Talking about, um, Carly. Mm -hmm. I think it's. He's intrigued by her. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because she's got the powers. Of shit. I think it's because he sees her chess playing yeah. as probably intriguing to him. Mm-hmm. He wants to get a good fuck in there before. Yeah. <laughs> um, before he's back in prison. Yeah. Okay. So then we go back to the GRC supply storage facility that the Flag Smashers are at. Um, they're leaving with all their supplies and a tied up guard calls Carly filthy flag smasher. Like it's an insult. Like yeah. I guess like, but they wouldn't feel like it's an insult. It's kind of a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they basically just stole all of like six months worth of supplies from some random ass location. Yeah. So the, G- GR- the GRC, the GRC had a back stock of supplies and she turns back and says, you had six months worth of supplies. Don't you understand? We're fighting for our lives. And she closes the door. So that's such an arbitrary number, though. Six months of supplies, like for how many people? Yeah. So like, that's... is that one person? Like, what? You're not really like explaining a whole lot of six months of supplies. That's what's so stupid about it to me is like she's taking those six months supplies and giving them to whoever, but they're probably supposed to last a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And if you're not rationing them appropriately, mm-hmm. then they're not going to last that long. And the question is, is she really giving it out to like people that need it? Or is she giving it to like her crew that's doing their fucking exactly. How... crime? What made you decide that you're better at allocating resources? Whatever. Look at me. <laughs> you look at me. Yeah. I am the allocator now. <laughs> um... And so, this is something I didn't notice this line until the second time we watched it. So, I'm glad we did. Mm-hmm. As they're walking out, her buddy's like, Are you not going to, aren't you going to take your car? She's like, No. Then they get into his car. She gets in, puts on her seatbelt immediately, and looks at him and says, Put on your seatbelt now. Like before, and he makes like a face at her, like, Fucking calm down, bitch. Yeah. And then, like, before he can even finish making that face, her car explodes. Not the one they're in, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 the first time we saw it, I was a little confused. I was like, "Wait a minute, did their car just explode? Did somebody like, yeah, plant a bomb on their?" Because you see them inside, and like when it the wave hits, yeah, you see fire all around their car, right? And so I was like, "Oh my god, did their car just blow up?" Yeah, 
which that would be a crazy twist. That would huh? be a crazy twist. I mean, they probably would have survived anyways because yes. they're super soldiers. But true. Um, no, it was a different car. Yes, it just it I was guess her that car was that the she wave of the it explosion. was the explosion wave. Yeah, exactly. So, and the guy looks at her like there were people still, and he says there's people in mm-hmm. there still. And then she's like, this is the only language these people understand. Mm -hmm. So you can see that. And his face is like, oh, this is awkward. Like, (laughs) it's pretty clear that she's getting more extreme than they've been used to Mm -hmm. or intended to be. Yeah, and it's a very contradicting scene from her, you know, the scene before where she's like, oh, I I was going to be a teacher. Yes. Like, she's completely flipped her attitude on like, in like, what's acceptable and Mm -hmm. like it went from them trying to help other people to like we're gonna hurt others to get what we want yes for the name of our cause exactly um so my question is is this something that's happening because this is who she is or is this something that's happening because of the the super soldier serum is having some kind of an impact on their personalities, maybe amplifying it like the original ones did? Yeah. Maybe it does have some kind of consequence, and it's just something that they don't know yet. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. I think it's probably an amplification of your existing or causing something to be worse than her normal self would be as a result of having taken the serum. Also, I guess, is it kind of sealed that the serum is like a one-time thing and you just have it? It's not like a dose thing that you have to keep taking? Yeah, I think so. At least you probably don't need to take it very often. Like maybe every 50 years or something. Yeah, but... if, if your erection lasts more than four hours, <laughs> call a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and so our final scene, we see Bucky, Sam, and Zemo who, who have landed in Latvia and they're going to somebody that... Zemo knows. Which is the same country that she's in. Yes. Because and I didn't notice when they kept saying that she was there, but when this scene happened, I was like, Oh my fucking god. I overhyped myself. Yeah. Thinking it was uh the country that Doctor Doom fucking controls. Mm-hmm. Which is not what it was. Yeah, it's not lot very similar, but not it. Yeah. So that was a bit disappointing. I was like, yeah. Oh my god, they're setting it up, but yeah. they weren't. No, not yet. Um, so then in their, on their walk to wherever the fuck they're going, Zemo kind of calls them out for never visiting the memorial of Sokovia. Cause he's like, I heard what happened to my country after the blip that was quickly cannibalized by surrounding countries and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so they're having this, they're just walking and talking and they make it to yeah, the he's door. He's like, have you ever been to the monument or whatever? Yeah. And he's like, court or something like, of yeah. course not. Of or, course not. I Why thought, would you or I something? Not. Yeah. And so then they're about to go inside and Bucky says, I'm going to go on a walk. He's start, he's getting a little squirrely and you're like, what's going on? Like you can tell mm-hmm. something's going on in his head. I took it that he was just feeling guilty about this, what's happened to people. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But I was like, I could of... tell something was going on in his head though. Mm-hmm. Like just his, his expression, which is ironic because as the Winter Soldier, he probably like didn't display emotions. Yeah. <laughs> so like now he like can't help it. But, but anyway, I could just tell something was off by his expression and so, but it, it wasn't clear what it was until he goes and picks up the little bead. And it's like, oh, I fucking, that, what is that? It looks familiar. And then he finds a second bead. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit. Somebody broke their anal beads. Yeah. Um, so. Spilt all over the, the floor. The beads are not anal beads. Well, I mean, I guess I mean, they could be. They are if you put if them you in put your If you put them butt. in your anus, yeah. Um, they're Kimoyo beads. They're the little beads made of vibranium. 
that were first introduced in the Black Panther. Um, were they? Yes. Were they in there? Yes. They're they're used for I mean, anything. I, I didn't really recognize them. I was like, oh, that's going to be... As soon as we got the reveal at the end, I was like, oh, okay. Now yeah. I get it. They looked familiar, but I couldn't figure out from okay, where... Okay, so they were just vaguely used in some point in that movie and... They were all over the place. They're used for communication. They're used... Well, he... It was like giving off a vibration or something, yeah. right? It was like a, 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 a sound that only, I assuming, he can hear. Mm-hmm. Probably because of his arm, maybe it like bounces maybe. off. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm just looking for the But there's like that thing where um, uh, in... Because Sam when, and Zemo clearly didn't hear no, it. No, they didn't hear it. They didn't know what was going on. But there's a scene in one of the... What is it? Is it Black Panther? Yeah, where they... No, it's in Endgame. Where... Black Panther communicates to Shuri that she has to hurry up to do like he's communicating with her. Mm-hmm. It's on those like beads. They all have them. Okay, so they're just like little walkie-talkies. There are lots of things, but yes, communication is okay. one way that they're used. And um they're also used I think in Black Panther to like stop the wound from getting worse on what's his name? The guy, Martin Freeman. Okay. Anyway, they're all over the place. They're used for lots of stuff. They're miracle beads, essentially, and um, especially for the anus. Yeah, miracle. <laughs> they work miracles in your butt. Yeah, they sure do. So he traces them to an alley, and then you can tell he like kind of has this look of understanding. He says, "I wonder, I was wondering when you were going to show up." If they stay in your butt for more than four hours, call a doctor. Okay. Um, and he turns around and he sees Io, uh, the of the Wakandan Dora Milaje. Is that how you say that? Yeah, okay. they, they were just like... The warrior women. Those secret service for... <laughs> the, yeah, the king's guard, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. T'Challa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she just says, in Wakandan, I'm here for Zemo. Which, of course, she is. Well, she just says, I'm here for Zemo. She says it in English. Does she? I, I heard it in English. I thought it was in Wakandan. Unless I just read the subtitles I think you and just, just read translated the subtitles. it in my head. But I, yeah, she said it in she English. She says Zemo, because it's the same in both languages, but... Hmm. I feel, feel like she says it in, in Wakandan. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, regardless, that's what we would expect to happen because of all the things that he's done, especially. Yeah, and, Becky, or, and Bucky was like, I was waiting for you. Or yeah, whatever. I, I was wondering when you'd show yeah. up. Yeah. So, that see, this is like a very interesting dynamic, and that's that, that's how the episode ends, right? So yes, that's it. It's an interesting dynamic because you have Zemo, who murdered... The king mm-hmm. of Wakanda. Yes. Through his actions. Mm-hmm. You have Bucky who was framed for that murder. Yes. By Zemo. Mm-hmm. And so now you have Wakanda wanting justice for Zemo. Mm-hmm. But you now also have a weird scenario where Bucky is trying to save Zemo. Not save, but like protect him currently. Yes. uh, To get his mission done. Yes. All while he has this relationship with Wakanda Mm -hmm. for saving him, giving him a new arm, getting rid of his mind control. And he's got this like white wolf relationship with Mm -hmm. Wakanda and, you know, presumably T'Challa and Siri. And like, it's just this whole... There's going to be a lot of conflict. loyalty conflict, yeah, predicament definitely. going on now, right? Absolutely. So that's going to be interesting. Which makes me wonder if he's going to play into uh, the Wakanda show that they've announced. 
Yeah. You know, maybe they'll bring him in as White Wolf. You know, that representation in that show. Maybe. That'd maybe, be cool. I mean, they could have it take place during while he was there. I don't know. Yeah. That way it doesn't interfere with this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that- it's going to be interesting. I, I Honestly, I was not expecting to see a tie to Wakanda, to be honest. It wasn't either. Uh, I know that they have a lot of grudges against Zemo, but I don't. I just wasn't expecting it yet. So, I guess that's true. Like maybe I did expect it at some point, but I, I guess I didn't think it was going to be this casually dropped mm-hmm. on us. Yeah. Although I guess we're technically mid-season at this point, right? I guess almost. There's gonna be eight, right? Or six? Oh, there's six. Right? You got you got really disappointed there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I think there's only six episodes. Well, fuck that. It's a shorter season. That's why I was like, yeah, they're longer-ish, but they're not that much longer. And it's a shorter season. So yeah, there's six episodes, unfortunately. Not yeah, eight. That sucks a lot. Because I was in, in my head, I was thinking it was mm-hmm. eight. And we were like, not halfway. Yeah. But knowing that we're halfway, I needed to fucking hurry up. Do we know how many Loki is? I don't know off the top of my head. Let me see. I would hope it's closer to WandaVision's level mm-hmm. of episodes. That was nine. It'll probably be in between. It'll probably be like seven or eight. Yeah. It doesn't say yet. Oh, six episodes. For Loki? Yeah. That's unfortunate. Allegedly. I mean, I don't trust okay. anything at this point. But yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, WandaVision's definitely set the uh, tone for don't trust shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so how are you feeling about the uh, season so far? Obviously, we're halfway now, so. I'm really liking it. I feel like, I'm, but to me, though, now knowing that there's only three episodes left, I'm like, well, shit, you need to it's, start telling me stuff. It's a shorter story, right? And <laughs> I'm going to need them to speed up the storytelling, because I feel mm-hmm. like they're doing a whole lot of like, well, maybe this or maybe that. Like, it's time to start uh, giving me some answers. Yeah, and that's why I'm kind of curious if the Power Broker is just going to be like a throwaway reveal and it's not going to be something that's that mm-hmm. big of a... Yeah. Oh, like, I still think it could be Sharon Carter, but like I feel like they're going to execute it in a way of like, oh, it's revealed, but like it's just kind of like... It's not the point of the story. Right, It's yeah. like you'll get that information, but like it's not what they're focused on. Yeah. And maybe that's like an end credit scene that you'll get that reveal after the show's over. Maybe. And maybe they won't even know during... This show. Oh, I'm going to get fucking mad if that's the case. And that's going to be like, we find out, but they don't know. Yeah. I don't. I hope that doesn't happen. You think I'm... we'll get a, a scroll in hmm. some capacity in mm, this? That's not a... Like a, a tease of somebody's infiltrated as a scroll? What if Sharon's a scroll? That would explain why she's... So different? Not the same person. Mm-hmm. And why she can't come back. Cause and she... maybe Sharon is in space. Oh, shit. Hmm. We might have solved it. Yeah. Move over, Sherlock. Yeah. And it was Mephisto the whole time. Yeah, it was. (laughs) The end credit is like him. Good. Good. It's working as planned. Yeah, I'm really enjoying... um, it's not WandaVision. It's not like this, like, oh, I'm so in love with, like, finding out every little detail about this. But I am enjoying the show. It's very MCU tone. And um, I'm interested to see where it goes. But I don't think I have that, like, lust for what's happening like yeah. I did with WandaVision. Yeah. I'm getting antsy waiting for, ans- like, waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably be like, all right, tell me more shit mm-hmm. as of next episode. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what would you rate this episode specifically? Um, this this episode, I'd say compared to the other episodes, I definitely would dissect it because I got more I got more information and more spread of like a, the bigger picture of what's going on. Okay. Because before it was much simpler. It was a much simpler story before Zemo got involved. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm i going to have to slice it. I, okay. I enjoyed it, but I do feel like it was a lot slower. We didn't really see like a big action scene in this like we did in the other episodes, right? Like I we mean, saw, yeah, that's true. I don't think we saw Sam at all with his Falcon suit on. Which no. not that, That's not a deal breaker. I didn't need to see that. It's just yeah. something I noticed. Yeah. Um, but like the biggest action scene I think we got in this movie or this episode was... Well, I guess the prison break, if you want to call that one. Eh, not really. And then the other one would be whenever you got the text to go assassinate them. And they kind of have that like, really quick scene of a bunch of guns shooting at them and yeah. then running and going down an alley or whatever. Like, that lasted, like, a little bit. But it wasn't... It wasn't Falcon and Winter Soldier fighting. Right, yeah. That's true. I feel like the closest we got really was... When Bucky was pretending to be the Winter Soldier, beating up those guys. Yeah. But... And then also Sharon Carter kicking ass all those fucking goons outside of. Okay, the I guess containers. you're right. That's, that did happen too. She was being pretty badass. Okay. I guess in my head, it's not them doing yeah. their superhero gig. And right. so it didn't feel as big as. It's not as cinematic. The... I guess there was a lot smaller fight scenes in this one versus like a big cinematic one. True. That makes sense. I see what you're saying. There wasn't like a big deal situation. Yeah. I'm sure we're about to see one. There's gotta be a no shit moment. Yeah. I, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll see some really cool cameo at some point beyond mm-hmm. the Wakanda reveal that we just got. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that'll do it for our episode three spoiler review of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you're enjoying this, definitely uh, check out our Facebook group, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Subscribe to our podcast and you'll see our updates weekly or more, depending on if we have fancy bonus episodes like this week. And uh, check us out on Twitter at DTFPod. Send us an email to DTFPod at gmail.com or check out our website, DTFCast.com. Thanks for listening. Bye bye